almost kept on walking. <laughs> God bless you, man. Welcome to the channel. Welcome to Boulder. I'm not in Trinidad today. Uh, hallelujah for that. It was a great trip. Had a lot of action, a lot of things go on. Passed out a ton of gospel tracts. Prayed for lots of people and uh, put in a good service under the Lord in Trinidad. And I'm very pleased with what I did there and what the Lord did through me, by me, however that works. I'm just very grateful to be used of the Lord in this ministry. It's a very strange, odd, weird ministry to me. I've never been a street preacher, and uh, so it's not normal. Uh, one thing that is normal, though, is I've always been out in the public arena with my ministry. I've not been much of a church-type preacher. I've worked in churches since I was probably, I don't know, 25 years old, I, something like that. <clears throat> 25 years old, I was on the praise and worship team at a church. I uh, played the guitar. I played the guitar when I was in the Navy for three years. <clears throat> so when I did their audition, they said, yeah, you'd be good. Of course, I wasn't a singer because I can't sing, but uh, I can play the guitar. And uh, that was really fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And uh, so, but coming out to the street with a big banner, that's my banner rolled up right over here, I'll lift in just a moment, uh, is not normal and uh, for me. So it's taken a while for me to get comfortable, but I'm in my fifth year now, four and a half years. Uh, you know, next month will be four years and six months, exactly four and a half years. And uh, let's pray real quick. So Lord, I thank you that we can consistently and faithfully serve you no matter where we are, what city we're in, what state we're in, what country we're in. Uh, you've sent me all over the place and I'm still serving you. And I thank you that you're still using me in your service, that you haven't tossed me to the side, you haven't uh, taken anything away from me. You've just kept on increasing me, increasing me. And I thank you, Lord, for helping me to be faithful. Lord, help me to be also an example to everyone who's listening, who's following, who's a part of our ministry and our church. And I just say thank you, Lord, for all the great people that are a part of our service unto you, under the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. So uh, let me do a commercial real quick. Let me set this down. So uh, commercial time, sorry. I have to advertise this. I don't want to, but it just seemed like I was reminded before I left the house because I wasn't going to take this. So this is, an, uh, this is a book, this particular one here. This is the first book, but uh, the one I have that I used, you saw, you saw me using in class this morning, is uh, got pretty beat up in Trinidad. I uh, got pretty beat up. Uh, we had a vicious rainstorm hit us for about an hour and a half. And it literally soaked everything. It just happened instantly. It was, it was blue sky and wonderful. And then all of a sudden, a few drops fell. Like, oh, it might be good. It's going to rain. And then it just came down hard. And it didn't stop. It literally flooded the parking lot, flooded the streets. And my true study book got soaking wet and warped and a bunch of stuff in my pack. I tried to cover up, but could not do that. So uh, I'm using this one here out in the street because the other one's just too beat up. I, I'm just too uncomfortable. And, uh, but this one here is one that I gave somebody, didn't, didn't make them spend any money. I said, I wanna just, I wanna donate this to you. I think this would be good in your ministry or whatever I said. And a week later, they returned it. Yeah, they returned it. So I can't use that, that's too much, I can't do that, blah, blah, you know, whatever the excuse was. 
Uh, now understand that the person I'm talking about is working very hard in the ministry. I understood fully and completely what they were telling me, but I didn't know. I just thought, well, I'll offer it to you. If you want it, fine. If you don't, fine. But uh, it kind of told me one thing after I prayed about, and that is why we ask people to buy the first book. I've so often wanted to give the first book away, but the Lord was very adamant with me. and I'm to have people purchase the first book. Uh, it's only $9.27. I'm giving away the profit that could, that could go with this book so you can pay for that profit. could help you with your uh, uh, the um, taxes and shipping and handling, that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, it's not that much. But, uh, and then, so when you purchase this, uh, you, can, you attend a few of our classes. We're doing 65 classes on this book. Uh, we got book one. This is the first book. We got two, three, four for the first year, and then the second year we have six, seven, eight, uh, five, six, seven, and eight for the second year. All right. So we're building a three to four year uh, church school. That's what we're calling it, a church school, not a Bible school. It's not a ministry training ground. It's a church school. That's the name God gave it. Uh, that's kind of the byline of of uh, GC True Study. GC True Study Church School. That's the kind of the byline. I don't have it on here, but that's what this is the beginning points, the beginning steps. And we've been beginning for quite a long time. It's not that we just got started. We're just kind of seeking after the Lord and how he wants us to develop and build this school. So it'll be built over the next uh, three to four years. And uh, we're pretty excited about that. And that's where all of our ministers will come from. Our ministers won't come from another Bible school or seminary or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, if they do come from there, they still have to go through our school, church school, to qualify as ministers in our church because of what we do. We are soul winners for Christ. We're not Bible teachers. We're soul winners for Christ. And we just happen to win souls because the Lord adds to the church daily, such as should be saved. Right? We let the Lord save the people and we preach the gospel. Right? But we know when people go through all the books, and go through our school and our training, uh, they'll be thoroughly trained in how the Lord is building this church. And this church is being built like no other church is being built. I'm not aware of any church anywhere that you have to go through their schooling to be accepted in their ministry. Now you can go to church there, obviously. That's not the point. I'm not about on as a minister working with us all as ministers. You know, not as a member of the church. That's not. We're, this is not. A, the only. The only way. The only uh, requirement to be a member of our church is you got to show up. <laughs> That's it. If you show up, you're a member. <laughs> you know, you're a member. If you just show up, you know. But if you want to preach and minister as time goes on, not today, but as time goes on over the next three to four years, uh, it'll be required that for you to preach, except for our house churches. Our house churches are kind of like training grounds. That's our open gates, and our open gates are house churches that we build, then there you can preach and minister without this here. But chances are you'll be going through this if you're involved of our open gates ministry. And then, uh, but if you want to preach on our Sunday services, our chief concourse, our church assembly meets on Sunday. We're not meeting yet. We will. Uh, to preach and to minister, it'll be required to go through. That's why I'm also going through it. 
I mean, I'm nobody different. I'm not somebody, oh, I don't have to qualify. No, I have to qualify too. You know, we all work for Jesus Christ and he's asking all of us to qualify. So that's why I'm, this book is so important. Now, those who are attending class and uh, they're not using the book, that's fine. Uh, maybe you live in another city, another state, and there's no plans of you joining our church. But listen to this. Our hope and our prayer before the Lord is that in the next five years that people will go through the class in another state, another city, state or whatever, and another country, and after three or four years, they'll be thoroughly trained to start their own ministry, church, where they live. Yeah. That's how you would qualify to start a church in your area. But we're training people up to be soul winners. That's what we're doing, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that's what this is all about. You can attend our classes. Our classes are Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., Boulder time, Mountain time, and uh, uh, live broadcasting. And uh, I get my coffee and get your coffee and your book, and we sit down and we talk. Sort of. <laughs> I do most of the talking. But there's a chat box there that a lot of people have been commenting. We had 10 students show up in class. That's the largest I've ever had so far in the live broadcast, 10. I just checked on YouTube before I left the house and they said 10. Wow, 10, 10, 10 people logged on. That was pretty cool. Normally it's around four to six uh, who join the live stream and then another 20 or 25 who attend the class after in, in the recording part of the class. So all the classes are recorded, all right? So that's this here, all right? So uh, let me set this here somehow between the stays of the tripod. It'll work. Hopefully it'll work. All right. Let's pray again. So, Lord, I thank you that we can offer services to you. I thank you, Lord, uh, that we can offer uh, this time on the street. Uh, and I just say thank you for this time. Now is the time of salvation. In your name, Jesus. God bless you. Wow. How about that? An ambulance drive even before I waved. It's taken me years to get the ambulance drivers in Boulder to wave. The ones in Trinidad wave every time they go by, four or five times a day, and they wave every time. I got most of the police officers in Trinidad to wave. I got a couple of state troopers to wave. I got all the police office, uh, fire off, fire workers, fire firemen to wave. And uh, it was really tremendous, tremendous. So that was my fourth time going to Trinidad and Trinidad is the southern gate of the state of Colorado. That's the, southern that's the southern end of the cross that I see that lays inside of Colorado. So now I've made one full loop around the state lines four times. So number five, the fifth time around, will come in January. We go every quarter. January will be the Utah-Colorado state line, Grand Junction. That'll be the, towards the third week of January. And then the next quarter will be up in the Wyoming-Colorado border. That'll be in April. And then the third quarter will be out in Trinidad, I mean, uh, uh, Broom, uh, Burlington, Burlington, Colorado, on the Kansas line. And we'll stay there in July. And then October again, we'll be in Trinidad. And uh, very faithful and very, our class, we talked a lot about uh, time. What do you do with your time? So. Uh, very important. I think the classes that we're doing are quite unique, and I think it would be a benefit to everyone, whoever you are. 
even if you're not saved, you may get saved. So if you're not saved, maybe you should check us out. And uh, you can go to youtube.com forward slash, and then uh, my name, I'm using my name still, and that's J-O-H-N, John, and then the last name, C-H-O-Q-U-E. It's a Belgium, French name, French-Belgium name, Shuck. Shuck means to shock, like electrical shock, John Shuck. And my, I'm firstborn American. My grandparents are from uh, Belgium, France. And uh, a lot of my relatives are from France and Belgium. And I've uh, <laughs> been there a few times. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, oh, hang on. Hang on. Oh, boy. What I've been doing lately with these sirens is trying to lower the audio in the video. I'll just have to find it. All right, so uh, normally I don't stand here. This is the first time I've ever stood here, but I took the bus from downtown and got off the bus across the street. And when I was standing at the light waiting to come over, I saw myself standing here, right by the, this uh, messy old uh, telephone pole. Normally I'm all over there on that side of the corner, or over here or by the tree, uh, somewhere over there. But I saw myself standing here, so this is where I'm gonna lift my banner today and do the video. <laughs> so it's kind of different, but I get a good look coming up 30th, which is from the college, and I get a good look here with all, see all the leaves are gone now, and uh, we got, still got snow. Uh, we got about four inches or six inches, five inches, whatever it was. Uh, a couple days ago, we still have it here. And uh, so now everyone can see me across. But normally these trees are full of leaves and nobody could see me standing here unless they get up here. So I kind of stand over there. But uh, this is good today. Plus I got a beautiful view of the Flatiron Mountains. It's a gorgeous day. And I'm not tired like I was. You know, if you're ever in Boulder, if you want to come preach with me, you're more than welcome. Uh, understand though that I'm also a teacher and I want the best in people's lives. And when I say teacher, I mean I'm going to instruct you in some things that I may see in your ministry that may need to be looked at with the Lord. And uh, that bothers a lot of people, but it's my job from the Lord to give people some advice, some counsel. counsel. And uh, then I tell them, don't take it from me personally, just take the counsel and take on. And if God says, no, don't do that, well, then don't do that. And if God says, Whatever he says, then do what God tells you to do. Don't do what John tells you to do. But uh, I will give you counsel when you come out here. All right? So just know that. Know that. And a lot of people, just about every single person I ever give counsel to, hates it. Because everyone that I'm aware of, out of the dozen people who have come out to preach with me, they think they know it all. Yeah, they think I know everything. And guess what? They're all gone. Say, I knew what they were doing wrong, and I kind of directed them and taught, counseled them, but they're no longer around. Doesn't mean they won't come back. I'm praying for every one of all the ministers I've talked to out on the street. And I've got them in several different cities. So Colorado Springs, Denver, Longmont, uh, Grand Junction, uh, Fort Collins, Fort Collins, yeah, Fort Collins. Uh, I've had them all over. And so I've had a lot of ministers come and join me, but quit 
as soon as they have any kind of counsel. And it's all out of the Word of God. But they want to do what they want to do. So if you listen to today's scripture short, it says this, and I think this is going to be the title of our sermon today. And that is, what shall I do, Lord? What shall I do, Lord? That's a question mark. It's not a rhetorical question. Paul was asking a very specific question to the Lord Jesus Christ. What shall I do, Lord? You can see right there, Paul was respectful. So we need to ask that. We need to ask the Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? You know? I do that today. Even though I'm already, I already know I'm going to come to 30th and Arapahoe to lift my banner, to preach the gospel, to be a witness for Christ right here. But I still ask. That's why I'm standing here instead of over there. You know, 100 feet over there, over by that yield sign where I normally stand. I used to stand across the street. Then the Lord put me over here. I stood over there a couple times. I never stood over there. I've never, but that's Jose over there with his uh, billboard sign. He, uh, he works five days a week, that's Jose. He's been out here for about seven years. I think two years longer than me, I think. So I've talked to Jose, he knows Jesus, and he does it full time, 40 hours a week, with a billboard at five different corners. <laughs> Some of these brush drivers, I'm getting to them. <laughs> they used to get mad at me, but uh, now they just shake their head like, oh, can't get rid of that guy. <laughs> and uh, I just got to be nice to them because, you know, I'm a pastor, and so pastors have got to be nice. They can't be in your face. They can't tell people they're going to hell, pretty much, because they'll get mad at you. So you have to kind of be real politically, uh, you know, you have to be real savvy and kind of, you can't deceive them. And uh, you really have to kind of finesse your way into people's hearts sometimes. And, uh, but being truthful, not being a liar, not being phony, not being fake. I hate that. Being true, being who you are, being genuine. Be who you are. That's very important. Be who you are. And I, people don't like me. That's who I am. You know, I'm in your face and I'm going to tell it like it is when the time is right. And that's what I do. And uh, so I'm praying for one of the street preachers who came down and joined me there in uh, uh, Trinidad. He and his wife, fantastic people. Man, oh man, the zeal for the Lord is amazing. And in her, I saw like a flame of fire inside her from her belly up to her chin. Like I, and I, I looked at it and I heard the words, that is an eternal flame. I thought, wow, an eternal flame. Like it can't go out. It can't go out. That's the fire that's in this lady. That this amazing man got to find this amazing woman to get married just a few weeks ago. Wow. What a couple. What a couple. Amazing. I didn't want them to leave. <laughs> they're, on their, they're on their honeymoon. <laughs> on honeymoon. I think that's what they were doing, pretty sure. They were going back home up to Wyoming. Right? She's from Texas. Praise God. God bless them. All right, so what I want to do here is uh, not spend a lot of time out here. I want to talk on just this one verse. Now, now listen, when I was at home and yesterday, I'm praying over this, and I kept thinking, Lord, I'd like to read all the, uh, the last part of 21 and into 22 and just kind of read it. 
you know, well, the Lord has other plans. So, uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're only going to do verse 10 in chapter 22. <laughs> All right, because I want to lift my banner too. Anyways, so we're in chapter 22 this week, and hopefully tomorrow I'll be able to kind of cover some more ground, or by the end of the week I'll be able to pick up some of the things I left in 21 and uh, finish 22 this week. All right, but we're only going to do chapter 22, verse 10. And I'm just going to start right there at 10, and I can go above or below it. And I said, this is Paul, What shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, Arise, go into Damascus, and there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. Period. End of verse. <laughs> so, can you see the title? What shall I do, Lord? It's right there in the, right there in the scripture. All this marijuana, it is just so sickening to me. It's legal, and here it is at noon, and they're smoking dope out in the public here, because I can smell it like crazy. And uh, do you know what that is in alcoholic terms? That tells you they're an alcoholic. Only an alcoholic would drink at noon or 10 in the morning or 11. That's an alcoholic, or in this, their case, a drug addict. But you tell them they're not a drug addict, I'm just, it's medicinal purposes. They're a liar. They're trapped in their drug addiction. And that is a real touchy subject here in Colorado. So a lot of people have moved to Colorado to stay high legally. Yeah. Christians too. I've met a ton of Christians who smoke dope. The Bible's against that. No drunkards in heaven. And you get stoned on marijuana, you're drunk on marijuana. You're controlled. Drunkard means control by that stuff, <laughs> that herb. <laughs> you're controlled by it. The Bible says we're not to be controlled by anything but by the Spirit of God, right? So no drunkards in heaven. So if you're smoking dope as a Christian, I would highly caution that you go to God about that. And then you should ask them, what should I do, Lord, about my drug addiction? Not mine, I don't have a drug addiction, but somebody else. Because I'm serious, especially in Colorado, I, down in Trinidad, I met a lot of Christians, half a dozen, who are believers in Christ, who do drugs, who do marijuana. This is all I do is marijuana. I don't do anything else. But it helps me. Whatever, they say all kinds of things. All right, what should I do, Lord? So verse 10 again, <clears throat> and I see my voice is, I haven't preached since Thursday, <clears throat> that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, so it's five days of no preaching out loud. And your throat uh, gets kind of, goes back to normal. So, but when you preach all the time, then your throat gets built up and uh, so I'll probably go home with a sore throat today. <laughs> it's life as a street preacher. <clears throat> Verse 10, and I said, what shall I do, Lord? Now, we ask by faith, what shall I do, Lord? Now, was he asking in doubt or faith, right? He was asking in faith because of what happened just a moment ago. He's on the ground. 
He can't see a thing. What am I going to do? What do you want me to do, Lord? What shall I do? Do you think he was expecting God to be silent? No, because he already talked to him. He already spoke to him, and the Lord told him who he is. And so as soon as the Lord tells you who he is, you say, what shall I do? So when somebody comes up to me and says, what do you do for a living, John? I'm a preacher. I'm a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. First thing you should do is, what shall I do? What shall I do? I'm not the Lord, but I'm a minister of the Lord. And I'll say, you got to get saved. you got to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. you got to be born again. If you want to see heaven, if you don't want to see heaven, then just live your life and you'll die and you'll, go into, you'll end in hell. No big deal. It's up to you. Hell is eternal fire that never goes out. And then after that, you'll be thrown into the lake of fire where hell is going. <clears throat> so it's up to you. If you want eternal life and you want heaven and you want joy and you want peace and you want uh, happiness and you want all the goodness that you can possibly imagine times a million a million square i guess you'd say times a million well then you'd need to receive jesus christ as your savior right this goes back to acts 238 237 when after peter preached the people said what do you want us to do and peter said repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So, if you're asking me that question, you're behind the camera, you're on the other side of the camera, and I can't hear you, obviously, then repent. If you're a believer and you're smoking dope, repent. Turn away from it. Confess that as sin, because smoking marijuana is sin to a Christian. Sin. Sin, sin, sin. Sorry. I know people hate that. They want it to be right with God and they do everything possible to twist and twist and twist and manipulate the scriptures to make it sound like it's okay to smoke marijuana. It is not, it is a sin. Even one toke is a sin, one toke. Or however you guys say that nowadays. So I can say the same thing about alcohol. If you guys are drinking alcohol, can't do that. Now, people say, yeah, John, but I like to have a cocktail every once in a while. Sorry. Uh, but I like to have a glass of wine with my dinner. Sorry. I like to, uh, sorry, sorry. You get, if you choose to drink alcohol and say it's okay to do that and you use all these different Bible verses, you're going to fail what's coming down the road. I ain't kidding. If you have that kind of vice that you need to have alcohol in you, you've got other problems that the Lord you're not allowing the Lord to deal with. Because you don't need alcohol at all in any way, shape, or form in your life. Period. You can use all those Bible. Well, Paul told Timothy, and Paul and Jesus' first miracle. You can use those excuses. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I know what I'm talking about. So you can listen to me or flip me off and say, John doesn't know what he's talking about because I'm going to have my glass of wine and I'm going to do it. 
I'm going to have alcohol in my house so I can serve all my guests the alcohol. You can do all that. Boy, was you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not this year, but a time is coming. Time is coming. Because having a bunch of alcohol in your house, well, we don't take the alcohol. It's for our guests. Really? And you're a believer? You're a minister? Don't think so. Sorry. Don't think so. Gonna have to draw the line, man. Gonna have to kick the world out of your life. Can't have the world in your life. You cannot have the world in your life. You cannot be a believer and look and dress and talk like the world. Sorry, you can't do that. If you want the fullness and the glory of God to shine within you, if you just want a little bit of, just a little bit of God, and you don't want too much, and you want to say that I'm of the faith of Jesus, and I'm, I believe in Jesus, and Jesus is the reason, you want to say a few little ditties like that, fine. But you're going to pay a price, big price. Big price. I'm sorry, you're going to pay a big price. Not today and not tomorrow. Whatever tomorrow is going to happen. But there's a day coming. There is a day coming. So you want to stop and ask the Lord, Lord, what shall I do? What shall I do, Lord? What shall I do? You don't ask me. You don't ask your pastor. You don't ask your mommy or your daddy, what shall I do? You don't ask your best friend. I've made so many mistakes in asking my close best friends, what shall I do? After I ask the Lord, I, I'll never do that again. I'll run my stuff by people, because the Bible says have counsel before going to war. You better have counsel. But I'm not going to ask in such a way that says, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I'm going to take the counsel because I ask for counsel a lot. <clears throat> As the Lord leads. And you ask God, Lord, what shall I do? What do you want me to do with this? What about this? And what about that? I said that in class. I say that often. When I'm talking, when I'm reading the Bible, and talking out of the Bible, and preaching or whatever you want to call it, talking to a camera, uh, and you hear something you like, then you take that thing that you like, or whatever, or all of it, I don't care, and then take it to God. So, Lord, what should I do here with this? Right? If you're here, because if you're here, that's probably because you're interested. Could be because the Lord led you here. It could be that the Lord is trying to get to you, trying to talk to you, and using this street preacher, this old guy out in the street of Colorado, to talk to you on a camera, and you're sitting in your car with your phone watching me, I don't know, or in your truck down the TSA, I don't know, the TA, it's called TA now. Truck Stops of America, it's just TA now. It used to be TSA. Way back. You know, I don't know. So the question is, what shall I do, Lord? Right? Let's read this again. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, 
Get that? He had ears to hear. The Lord spoke to him. So when you ask the Lord, what shall I do? Be listening. Be listening. Be listening. I used to drive for system transport. There's a systems truck right there, flatbed. <laughs> How do you waves to me? <laughs> hey, I drove for system transport out of Spokane, Washington, all flatbed, back to Chicago. Lumber out to Chicago. And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, arise and go. Arise and go. Where is that in the Bible? That's what Jesus told his disciples. Arise, go, preach the gospel. And I love adding to that. It's, I would think that would be a commandment of the Lord. Go and preach. Doesn't that sound like a commandment from the commander and chief, the chief commander, the head guy, the most holy God? <laughs> is that go preach. So I would look at that as a commandment, right? So here, then you can add this to it. If you love me, if you love Jesus, keep my commandments. Are you doing that? If you're not doing that, then you're not doing the other part. Then you're really telling Jesus you don't love him. You don't love him. System transport, how about that? System, S-Y-S-T-M, system, system transport. Lord, uh, we were in between uh, the call of God to go to school and the saying of yes and Bible school, Tulsa, Broken Arrow, actually, we're going to Rama Bible Training Center. And uh, so the, we didn't have any money. So during that season between the calling and the uh, leaving for Rama, uh, the Lord put me with Sister Transport to make a lot of money real fast. And the Lord just gave us a ton of money in that short window of time. And uh, they didn't want to see me leave because I worked around the clock. I mean, I put the miles on. <laughs> they wanted to promote me into, it's just crazy. But uh, I told them what I was doing. I said, all right. But everybody around me said, don't go, John, work another year. Make more money, then go to school. The Lord didn't say that to me. He said, work there till it's time to go, then go. You have to make a choice. Are you going to obey people or are you going to obey God? You have a choice to make. You have a choice. You don't have to listen to God. You don't have to do what God tells you to do. God says, get saved. Be born again. You don't have to be. But if you don't do what God tells you to do, that number one is sin and the payment, the reward, the wages, you know, the recompense of sin is Adios, all gone. You'll be, you'll disappear. Not you personally, but you won't be seen anymore. Because the payment is the second death. Yeah, the second death. Sorry. That is if you've not received Christ as your savior you'll experience the second death. Amen? And I said, what shall I do, Lord? And the Lord said unto me, arise and go unto Damascus. So, arise and go to 30th and Arapahoe. Here I am. Where did Paul go? Did he go to 30th and Arapahoe? No, he went to Damascus. The Lord says, go to 30th and Arapahoe today. He told me that yesterday. 
because I didn't know if you want me to take another day off. He says, no, I want you to be at 30th and Rappo. I said, yes, sir. Bryce, go to 30th and Rappo. That's where I am. This is, this is 30th, and right behind the camera, that's Arapahoe. I'm right where God told me to go. Paul is right where he went to go. Am I down the street? Am I up the road? Am I sitting in the coffee shop over there? No. I'm doing what God told me to do. So when God tells you to do something, do that. Do that. But ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Oh, my throat. Ask for help. Go into Damascus. And there it shall be told thee of all things which are appointed for thee to do. <clears throat> so here's a good example. I got here at 30th and Rapid. I was standing across the street. And the Lord says, show me through a vision. Stand here. All right. So he did exactly what he did with Paul. When you get there to Damascus, I'm going to tell you what to do. When you get to 30th and Arapaho, I'm going to tell you what to do. So Paul was faithful and said, yes, willing and obedient. He's the good of the land. Preacher John. John is faithful and willing and obedient. He's the good of the land. And I'm having a great day, having a great time. All right? I hope this guy knows how to drive because he's got this seminar. So I might have to grab that camera because he doesn't, he looks kind of iffy. You'll see the rig go by in just a second. We'll see where his left steer tire is. All right. He knew what he's doing. So here's a trucking uh, information for you guys who drive cars and have never been behind the wheel of a truck. If you want to know where the truck is going to end up, look at their steering tires, the two front tires in front. Where's the steer tire? That'll tell you where the trailer's going to be. Wherever his steer tires are, that'll tell you what's going to happen with the back end of his trailer. 40 years out there on the road, 3 million miles. I know a lot about driving. Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that I know a lot about driving and you've taught me all these years on how to ask you what to do, how to ask for help, how to, uh, how to ask. Sometimes, Lord, I've asked, what should I ask? Because sometimes I don't even know what to ask. And uh, that's kind of what Paul was doing. What shall I do, Lord? It's kind of like, what do you want me to ask? You know? And uh, I hope, Lord, that all of us begin asking you more, not for things, but what do you want us to do, Lord? We want to seek your kingdom first and your righteousness, and all the things that we need will be added. No question about it. It's Bible. And you're faithful to your word, making sure that it performs what it's supposed to do. So we dedicate this sermon and this time on the street to you, and uh, we just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. All right, so tomorrow is Wednesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday, I'm going to be, uh, I don't know where I'm going to be on Wednesday, someplace here in Boulder, but uh, Wednesday morning at 5.30 or thereabouts, I'm going to be marching around Boulder High School in the dark, in the cold, 20 degrees, in the cold, in the dark, with a flashlight, praying over Boulder High School with my brother Brent. If you're here in Boulder, come join us. <laughs> That's a challenge. Uh, and then uh, do the class at 7 o'clock till 8 o'clock. Then I'll get ready and I'll come out to preach wherever I'm in in town here. 
don't know where I'm at, someplace. <laughs> and it's in my calendar, you know, I pack. And then I, uh, I'll end that at two, come home, do my sermon, and get it all ready to go, and then get ready for church, go to church at five o'clock, 5.30, and uh, then be home at 10 o'clock, 10.30. That's five hours I dedicate to our church every Wednesday night. And so I put a lot in. So tomorrow is a, say five in the morning to 10, 10, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10. So tomorrow is a 17 hour day. 17 hour day of serving the Lord. How many hours are you gonna put in tomorrow on your day off, okay, on your day off? If you're working, that's different. But on your day off, let's say tomorrow, Wednesday is your day off, are you gonna put 17 hours in? Now, I don't do that every day. I just do it one day a week. So you do that one day a week. On my day off, I'm gonna put 17 hours in. I'm gonna start five in the morning, and I'm gonna go all the way to 10 o'clock at night serving the Lord. That's a joke, right? It's not a joke to me, but it's a joke to most people. To most people, that's a joke. But to me, it's serious, and so it's up to you. Whatever you want to do. God bless you, man. I love you very much. Take care. Bye-bye.